0: When what when was our first episode? What was the day that we put it up?
1: Uh, November, November 20th is when it was published, mm-hmm. of 2020. Start your engines. Right now, the first car one lap down is Brad and Joe.
0: Hi, I'm stupid. Hi, I'm stupid. Oh, come on. You know what? Ah!
1: I'll race this hard for last in my life and welcome to the show with Brad and Joe it's lap 28 of the... race
0: this hard for last in my life oh and come that's on what it echoes through yeah uh
1: lap 28 one lap down podcast we're back here I'm Joe Hutzler he's Brad Dunn and uh, a pretty interesting weekend of racing um I'm telling you what I got all into it in terms of Everything that was on television, even between races of your major races, I was watching watercross. Like, I was watching the guys and, and girls on jet skis in the ocean going around Joe's out there
0: working on the car <laughs> just like doing his deep dive into all this stuff yes can't get, it, can't, can't get enough of it I can't
1: I can't I know I'm a- I had
0: to I had to kind of get myself up and, and do something different especially on Sunday it was like this you can you can just be locked in all day yeah getting up because I mean I like to get up about eight o'clock and like if it's a nine o'clock start and watch the pre-race stuff and then You know, and then you watch the Formula One race that goes for about an hour and a half, two hours, and you watch the post-race, and by that time, IndyCar is getting ready to start up again, and so, yeah, it's a long day, but a lot of good stuff to talk about today.
1: Yeah, and if you were watching NBC Sports Network on Sunday, you didn't have to change the channel at all. No. Especially if you like hockey, because then hockey was right after NASCAR, so good times all around this weekend. We are going to begin with what ended up being a really good race in France, which was not what people thought would be the case. So let's talk about it. It's not what we thought. And it's lights out, and away we go! Victoire de Pierre Gasly! Woo! The French Grand Prix from Le Castellet, the Paul Ricard Circuit, and um, We came into the weekend, we thought, here goes Mercedes again, back to a traditional race course, and... um, This
0: was the least excited I've been, Joe. Like, I was was sitting there, like, typically, I'm just, like, eager to watch, like, the practice sessions on Friday. I watched them, but I kind of just had them on, and and then qualifying, even, I got up, and it was just kind of like, uh, like i like i was kind of bummed like i was bummed because i wasn't excited right i was i was like i felt like i know i've seen this movie before <laughs> you know and i shouldn't have felt that way that was my mistake because it wasn't got, just your fault it be, well it delivered the media was doing it to us the, too the media was doing to us i was getting dizzy watching us on this course i think it was difficult too to get excited after you go to a place like monaco where you're down there with the yachts and the swimming pool and all the casino stuff and then you go to baku and you got to Castle you know, and like and these cool like these cool fast straights on a city circuit and then you're just kind of out here, you know, it looks like they're doing go-karts like again, yeah. right? You know, like once you once you watch those things. Um, but qualifying was awesome. You know, I, I think it was I was really surprised to see Max get up there on pole. I think we thought maybe it was gonna be kinda like Spain again though when mm-hmm. you know he's out there but just doesn't have the pace to stay ahead of Lewis or or something like that and then again and you know and then they, they kind of they turned it into a really exciting race to watch at the front but also a really exciting race to watch in the midfield too mm-hmm. i think that's where a lot of it was lost i mean really cool to watch what mclaren did after a so so qualifying session again i'm 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 a i'm biased they're my favorite team but you know i think that i was you know, really pumped to see their strategy work out really well uh, Lando was talking about it. Uh, the Ferraris uh, felt like they wanted to just pack the trailer. By the time they were 20 laps in, that was crazy. Yeah, that was bad. Um, you know, I guess they've, they've got great downforce, but they don't really have <laughs> it for the uh, for still out there. have still have engine problems in, in the pace. terms of power for sure <clears> for and pace.
1: Sure. So let, let's let's go through a little because we're going to get to the midfield a little bit when we talk about Lando. We're going to do results but, first. But, do yeah, results do, do the lessons. results and then we'll get to our bullet points. Boom!
0: Here are your results that I get to take over. Joe's got the NASCAR results and we'll fight over who gets to do IndyCar today. <laughs> uh, in 10th place with the Aston Martin Mercedes team, Lance Stroll comes in, and his teammate right ahead of him in 9th place. So uh, the Aston Martin's figuring it out a little bit, um, but definitely improving on the season. 8th uh, place, Fernando Alonso. I don't think the Alpine is that great of a car, uh, but I think we're seeing – I mean, Fernando Alonso is doing a fantastic job of driving it. I'll throw, it,
1: th- we'll throw one thing in there for you. Throughout his whole career, even when he was at McLaren, people always said he's going to get the most out of
0: even a bad car.
1: So he might be doing that now. And
0: seven races in, he's really—I mean, he's—he's there doing it, which is cool to see. As somebody who didn't wasn't a fan during his time, right? Back to results: seventh place was Pierre Gasly from AlphaTauri, Uh, sixth place Daniel Ricciardo from McLaren, Uh, fifth place Lando Norris from McLaren, Uh, fourth place Valtteri Bottas. Uh, third place, Sergio Perez of Red Bull Racing, Honda. Uh, second place, Lewis Hamilton. And first place, Max Verstappen with a flair for the dramatics. Tri- mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just a little. A just little a little bit. A little bit. I mean,
1: so Red Bull gives up the lead twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, first lap he just messed up in the first corner basically the first turn so max gives up the lead that he he got on the um the pole uh but they fight back first double podium since 2013 when sebastian Vettel and mark weber were up there uh with with christian horner um so before i get to the question that i posed on our first bullet point I, i i texted you i was like i think that is going to I don't think it's going to age well. I don't think that choice to stop again. I'm going to pull up that gonna text gonna message well. conversation. That uh, it wasn't it w- I mean, I'm saying everything right here right now. I know,
0: I know, I know. But You don't I'll, have to pull it up. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm saying um you were very optimistic. Yeah, wait, where where was it? You I? were confident about this. Uh, oh yeah, it was because we we hadn't been to, we, we knew we were both right watching, but the first text I get from from Joe is about an hour into the race and he goes, "I don't think that stop is going to age well." And my response, two words, "I do." And then another text message, I think it just says, "Great call." And then the next text message that comes through after that is maximize, <laughs> which is the pass that happened about 45 minutes later, uh, or, or maybe more, like 20 or 30 minutes later yeah. once you uh, made that pass there. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it was it was something where. I just saw the same thing happening. I felt like he was either going to get undercut by Lewis stopping again, Mm -hmm. and we were going to have to watch that just slow burn of Lewis working his way back through the field to pass him with much better tires. Um, Or he just wasn't going to hold the pace in front of the Mercedes. I think he could have, but...
1: He came on the radio and said, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can hold. Like, Lewis was pushing him pretty hard. So that was one afterward that was one major reason for making him stop again mm-hmm. was that he felt very strongly that his tires were not going to hold up he was not going to be able to hold off well and,
0: and and lewis is just there saving his tires in that slipstream right behind him mm-hmm. so instead i mean right. i mean you saw i don't know if it was disastrous you know, like, what were we in spain was that where yeah that's had, where it sw- yeah yeah they had that the big, roles reversed and um i don't i didn't think that was disastrous i think that that nine tens out of ten they would have done that same thing and kept max out there to try to see what he could if he could hold on with the tires and Mm -hmm. and he couldn't he just couldn't that race no fault of anybody i don't think it was a disaster in plan but i do think it was a brilliant race strategy by red bull to to say we're not going to get rooked by mercedes again right we're 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 going to be the aggressors and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But it puts the pressure on them in a situation where Mercedes just wasn't really in that last year when you and I started to become fans of the yeah. sport.
1: Yeah, well, and, and Mercedes just hasn't had to worry about being pressured before. So it was nice to see that from just overall fan perspective um, that someone could, could one-up Mercedes in terms of strategy. Uh, the question I posed in this first bullet point, talking about Checo and, and Max, are they the best teammate lineup currently? And the reason I ask that is because we finally saw what it's like for Max to have that teammate. Mm-hmm. I think that if if this was Albon or Gasly when they were struggling and they're in 5th or 6th, Mercedes is going to pit again. They're going to undercut and they're going to they're going to win the race. But with Sergio being right there, they're like, "Look, Lewis, if you pit I don't. Are you going to get around Sergio and be able to get up there and fight Max? Well, Probably not. Well, so, and,
0: and even when Max undercut Lewis and got ahead of him just by the skin of his teeth ahead yeah. of, on the pit lane, we can't forget Sergio's way out there ahead. He was right. I mean, he was out long. there and he went long on those tires, which I, I think right now. I mean, again, I do not have nearly the slightest clue in the context of the history of teammates, <laughs> right? But the question is, right now in this twenty. 20 driver field, there is no better teammate in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, even my favorite team. I love Daniel Ricciardo and Lando's my favorite driver. But they were really, they were, they were racing each other yeah. pretty hard there through the middle and getting kind of frustrated with one another. And mm-hmm. not, not that there's an issue, but I don't think, I don't think that they're working together in tandem as teammates. I don't think Valtteri can do it. I don't think he can help Lewis we, I mean, we never, even when Sergio was trying to get a hold of the car, we didn't see him having to crash into George Hamilton <laughs> battling for 10th <tenth> place. <laughs> That's true. No, George, and to George Russell. That, that, is, that
1: is a good point. Well, and, and to further that point, I texted you after the Maximized text and was like, I really put too much faith in the fact that Bottas would hold up mm-hmm. Max and not allow him to chase I, how down great Lewis. Was,
0: how great was it him on the radio? Screaming about this should have been a two-stop. Meanwhile, he's getting passed by somebody on a one-stop. <laughs> yeah, on a one-stop. Yeah, you know, it's they, yeah.
1: Well, that's the next bullet. Did did you think Baltas's rant jeopardizes his ride even more? The fact that he's now he's even more openly. Because remember, this is how Sebastian Vettel got when he was pretty much going on his way out of Ferrari. He didn't yeah. let anything. Never let anything hold back. He okay. wanted everybody to know his displeasure My with thing the is, team.
0: If Valtteri is going to be like that on the radio, you know all we we can't forget all week long they're in meetings i mean like this 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 is you know a a full-time job times two right Mm -hmm. you know the there's definitely other things being said when they're when they're together, and especially with the way that it's it's becoming more and more obvious that, that Lewis is the number one. Even yeah. They say oh, he's yeah. not, right? Like, they can say yeah. it all as long. So, you know, if, if he's getting frustrated on the radio there, right? but I think he had a right to be frustrated. Yeah. Because early on, I mean, he's saying it, and, you know, I think a lot of the people on Sky Sports are asking, you know, do you trust the driver? Do you trust the analytics? And, you know, I think it's kind of that's a debate for people within the, the sport.
1: Lewis, he didn't fully – say anything in terms like he didn't go as far as Bottas did related in terms of his displeasure but he mentioned it earlier too as like, I got you know, in terms of like I don't think that this is we're made to, to just do a one-stop so he yep. briefly mentioned it as well and they again Toto says that Sergio was an issue they they couldn't come in and do it again um, but Toto also said that he liked that Valtteri said something and wants him to express his displeasure so
0: yeah because I, I, I mean <clears throat> he was frustrated but he wasn't overly critical right correct you know so i think it's fair not no issue yeah. there so
1: right. let's move on to this final one uh lando continues to score points lando norris that is um only driver to score only in only driver. all seven only driver i know you're a little biased on this but in, in general are are we seeing the next great british driver because we know lewis is on his on the back end of his career everyone talks about george and, and, and yes, George did perform well when he had a really good car, no question about it. But Lando's progression mm-hmm. and his ability to mature with the team that's also maturing, yeah. I think can – me, I personally think, can benefit him more long-term than George being back and forth, best car, worst car, those types of things.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe my – like, I, I am such a fan, so I think maybe that, like, it pushes me to bias to say that George still is the guy, but mm-hmm. – uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know the history well <coughs> enough. You know, I don't know enough just like to 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 key in like in, and say like, oh, that's going to be the guy. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be one of those two. And it's. Re- I think it's got to be really exciting for especially the Brits to have two really good, young, talented drivers mm-hmm. that are going to be the his- the, the, the future of the sport. Um, and, you know, even still worth noting, we read our top 10. I mean, George Russell was there in 12th. George Russell beat a Ferrari this weekend. Right. He beat Charles Leclerc, which is, in my opinion, one of the best drivers on the grid, but definitely not this weekend in 16th. Um, <laughs> definitely not. You know, so, but, um, you know, it, it it might be Lando. It might be George. I don't know. I don't know. But I think either way, it's an optimistic outlook as to, you know, what's going to happen there. You, you know, Lando's signing with McLaren. It's great to see people, you know, from what I understand about Silly Season and all this stuff, and you watch the Netflix show and, and and people jump around seats so much maybe that's calming down a little bit with with george signing or with lando signing more of a long-term contract george kind of being in that mercedes driver tree um and then you know charles leclerc having that really long contract off the bat as a young driver Mm -hmm. um so i mean i think that would be really cool to see these young guys still really going at it especially as we go into the new setup next year yeah you know i mean how cool it'd be to have you know you know George Russell and a Mercedes in the next couple of years going up against a really good McLaren and Lando Norris against a really good Ferrari with Charles Leclerc and um, I think uh you know granted Leclerc's m- m- Monegasque what do we 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 learned it Monagasc. on Monegasque we learned yeah. it on that week's episode but um, definitely a good topic to debate
1: Hey, uh, this weekend we've got more F1 action. It's, we're in the middle of a triple header, actually. Uh, we'll be in Austria. We won't be, but they will be in Austria at the Red Bull Ring. The current configuration, by the way, I'm trying to do more fun facts on the show here, has only been around since 2011, but the original GP took place in 1964. They've had three or four different configurations. Um, I like this one. It's one of my favorites to drive on the games. It's the
0: first one it's that first I got. The first one to watch. that
1: we enjoyed uh, together in terms of uh, last season. They had two back to back races mm-hmm. at the Austrian Grand Prix. This is where Lando Norris took the world by storm mm-hmm. with his last lap. Uh, Fast, Lando.
0: Fastest lap. Yeah. Good. Cuts that five-second gap to Lewis, kicks mm-hmm. him off the podium. and
1: Yeah, this this so looking forward to this weekend, seeing if Red Bull can get a win at their home track.
0: It's their home track, unquote. but not a really good track for them. Now, yeah. Well,
1: for Max, it was for two years. He won in 19, 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. He won both of those races. Um, as a group, no, it hasn't been a great track for them. But uh, it is owned and obviously named after their parent company. So we will see what happens this Sunday morning, of course. All right, let's bring it back stateside. Let's talk about some NASCAR. It's showtime. Bugity, bugity, bugity. Let's go racing today, boys. And when I say let's, I mean me. I'm going to talk about NASCAR mostly uh, because, and I'm going to get to this, um, you know, it wasn't really something that Brad was going to, I was wiped out by the time uh, we started in Nashville. Yeah.
0: They delayed the start because of traffic. Of traffic yeah. That there is—I've never heard of a more Nashville thing to do. <laughs> Joe. To be very clear on this podcast, I have Brad a. Brad hates Nashville. Lived in Memphis for four years. I love Memphis, Tennessee. There's a little rivalry between the two cities. So, so anyway, uh, that's the only reason I hate Nashville. I don't have some like weird like ex-girlfriend story about right. Nashville or something. Uh, but yeah, classic. we're going to delay the start of this race because people had traffic
1: because they're not in here yet well it was part is the way they had it set up Um, anyway first time ever the cup series has been on this super speedway Um, and you know typical result but uh, the top 10 is actually pretty interesting so let me go through that for us here In 10th place, Joey Logano. In 9th place, Christopher Bell. Kurt Busch gets a top 10 finish in 8th. It was a good day for Ganassi, actually. Daniel Suarez for Trackhouse Racing is 7th place. Pitbull was there.
0: Great year for him. Yeah,
1: Pitbull was there. He was rocking the Tootsies um, paint scheme. So a good time in Nashville. Actually, and that's where Trackhouse is located. That's where Justin Marks lives in Nashville, so all in all, good weekend for them. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. rocking the Nature Valley Kroger car, finishes sixth. Kevin Harvick in fifth. Eric Almirola with his best weekend by far. He got the pole because we actually did qualifying, and he finishes fourth on the weekend. And the top three, all Chevys, William Byron and Ross Chastain of uh, Chip Ganassi Racing getting his best career cup finish started in 19th, so a great weekend for the watermelon farmer. And then Kyle Larson wins his fourth straight race uh if you're counting the all-star race his third straight points race uh and still not leading the points yet but um he has obviously got the most wins and he will be leading the points when the playoffs start but my 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 first thing is can we look past the same winning result to see how good the racing was i think this is one thing that if you really enjoy the racing aspect you really enjoy the weekend in Nashville. There are multiple lanes. It was a slick track. It was really hard for some. I mean, we had people in qualifying, Martin Truex Jr., up near into the wall. He couldn't hold it, and it was a struggle all day for him. You had multiple drivers losing brake rotors. Ryan Blaney lost a brake rotor and just (laughs) smashed into the wall. That's not his fault. That's just how it goes. And so for traditionalists, more traditionalists like myself and Ed Smith and people older than us, we actually kind of enjoy that because – it keeps you on your toes instead of having okay all the cars are the same who's going to have you know nothing's going to break it's just going to be who's the quickest mm-hmm. and now you have to at least at nashville this weekend you had to wonder like all right how long is it going to be before someone else has a random issue like yeah. bubba wallace had to come into the pits after um i think it was after either Quinn half or blaney uh, those are the first two cars out and a piece of of rotor hit his roof, like dented his roof. <laughs> I mean, this is the crazy stuff that you don't hear every weekend. So, yeah. if you look past the fact that Hendricks a- a- is dominating and and Kyle Larson is dominating, I do think that there is something to be said about Nashville itself and. Know, using the, the rosin instead of the PJ1 in terms of the track surface. It made for a really good race. It made you really have to fight the track yeah. instead of just slide around and, and do your normal thing. And that's why you see Chastain, Stenhouse, Suarez yeah. all in the top ten. That's fantastic for the sport. It's just unfortunate that, that we're not talking about that. We're only talking about. Oh, okay. Kyle Larson wins again.
0: I mean, I, I think it's a, but it, it's also a product of what we were just talking about with F1. That's different. Was that you? You get to watch those midfield races. Mm-hmm. You get to watch that. I mean, the only way that you get to see that watch in NASCAR is if you have the premium subscription, so you can <sighs> watch certain onboard cameras, Dumb. or if you just pay attention to the ticker on the side of the screen and be like, "Oh, look at that person just jumping around." like Because yeah. you're only in your frame. You're most always getting those like top four or five cars, mm-hmm. right? And And so, you know, I mean, maybe that's where the shift needs to come in. You know, maybe show us the midfield. Show us somebody who, you know, who you know had a a green flag pit stop and is up there and working their way through the field and is battling out with somebody else on the same strategy or something. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe that would help take away from it because Kyle Larson is an amazing driver and we're seeing somebody who is extremely talented and, in a lot of people's opinion, the best race car driver in the world, Mm -hmm. right? So that's cool, right? And then he's won four in a row. But... You know, show us something else along the way as well to enjoy that full experience. Yeah, but because
1: still, I'm, I'm not worried about people like me. I'm worried about people like you. Yeah. I'm worried about the people who just got into it. and who. Were, I didn't watch much of it. I know.
0: And that's
1: I, and some of that's burnout, you know, a little bit that, of the and racing burnout. Exactly, and that's exactly burnout, what it was. You know? It's because
0: we had such a great F1 race, watched a lot of post-race from that, had a great uh, IndyCar race that we're about to talk about. You know, it,
1: um, I'm going to save the question that I have for uh, another time um i think it's going to be relevant in a couple weeks just as it is now so just letting you know this weekend two races on the cup series schedule up in pennsylvania pennsylvania the poconos the tricky triangle uh only has three turns we're traditionally going to four turn tracks this is three turns and each with a different angle that's why it's called a tricky triangle um it is i've seen many great racers um get in a groove and then you just slightly mess, make a mistake and your your tank slapping in the wall. So uh, it will be fun to watch Saturday and Sunday. You can check out the action, of course, on NBC, who did a really good job this weekend. I will say that we, we give a lot of cre- uh, credit to Fox and what they do for good reason, but... I'm just glad I don't have to see that stupid
0: commercial of Brad Paisley <laughs> and...
1: and I, the little bit that I saw, they did do well together. Brad yeah. and Dale Jr. did a really good job together. I, I still agree with did. you. I think Dale Jr. is the redeeming factor of any of that stuff. he's yeah, great. Um, and also Rutledge does a great job in the stands with the people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where Fox misses out on. But um, they will be covering NASCAR the rest of the season, except for trucks. That's still on FS1 uh, for those of you that are interested in that. Okay, let's get to our IndyCar weekend. And now... I
0: got
1: hit. I'm done. Man, those three charts are ridiculous. They go so fast. This is stupid. stupid. I can't even put the power down. Damn, yeah, man, the track just came up. They leave that big piece of track just sitting there, and look what happened. What the Dad, please, just let me drive the car. Thank you. Road America is Ooh. where IndyCar was this weekend. Always a track that uh, IndyCar drivers, NASCAR racers, who are also going to be on that track, um, they always look forward to this. It's a it's a good mix of fast long straights and then a couple tricky corners to work their way through and this weekend no different it was a, a fun race to watch uh i actually pulled one of your moves and was like all right i have stuff to do i'm going to record it and then watch it later yeah um uh, and it was still exciting even though i already knew who won because my stupid phone told me who won uh, so I and I was, not- I, t- I, I, was, I was trying to avoid it i was trying so hard i
0: just have to avoid oh, uh, instagram was, right I,
1: yeah i was trying so hard uh but but nevertheless uh, i will pass the torch to you 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 can keep up with the open wheel results. Yeah. And tell us the top 10. All
0: right. 10 okay. All right. Well, I got your top 10 right here. In, in 10th place, Max Chilton. Uh, ninth place, Pato Award. Uh, a good race for him, but no laps led for uh, who was at the time our points leader in the, uh, mm. in the, uh, in the standings. Uh, eighth place, Takuma Sato. Great race for him. Led two laps. 7th um, place, Alexander Rossi. 6th uh, place, Marcus Erickson. Two good weekends in a row for him. Happy for him. 5th place, racing like he has been there his whole life, <laughs> Romain Grosjean. It was awesome. It was him. awesome. Maybe a little too reckless at times, that purple car <laughs> flying around. <laughs> he's but, getting, he's uh,
1: getting comfortable with the car, for sure. A quick
0: aside on that, we, we uh, watched with a friend, um, started Drive to Survive uh, with, her, with her on Netflix over the weekend. And rewatching that first episode where everybody was ripping on Romain Grosjean and... And about not making it through turn one, I think when they were Australia, the first or no, I don't, I forget uh, where it was. It might have been Spain. I think it was in Spain or something. Yeah, it might have been Spain. Yeah. But either way, so it's funny that to remember that they were kind of joking on him before his bad accident in F1. And and, everybody loves him, and uh, I, I love him. I think he's he's great. He seems like a really nice guy. Moving on, fourth place, uh, Scott Dixon led one lap, um, and uh, again, just like kind of, we talked to Jason and um you know since the time that uh, we recorded last week and i think uh Jason's got a good point that, yes, you see Pillow and you see Padua Award up there in the points. And we were like, oh, does Scott Dixon have enough time? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. That even though he's behind, he's consistent, and everybody really is chasing him uh, with a lead. Uh, third place, Will Power. Uh, second place, Colton Herta, And then first place, leading only five laps the race, was Alex Pillow. So um, great win for him. He takes the lead in the uh, the standings really excited i mean you just going down the list joseph newgarden led for 32 laps and on the restart again just i don't know i never really i mean for penske it's crazy something didn't work i mean and he just gets freight trained three straight races leading i think there were what five laps to go i think it was yeah i mean something just minuscule and then Boom. I mean, last week it was the tires. This week it was there. It led for 32 laps. I mean,
1: there. I feel like last weekend, the issues with Will Power and Joseph Newgarden, there was a little bit. I mean, Will Power was, was kind of odd, but you could kind of make an excuse to the heat and all that playing a role. Uh, and obviously, the tires you just mentioned with Newgarden. This just seems so because they were still moving. It was yep. just under caution. Right. And then he just has no power. He yep. hasn't, has no, how, to, I don't understand how that all of a sudden becomes uh, an issue. And I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not in that, that world. But uh, really disappointing for for Joseph Newgarden and, and really Penske overall as, as they were set up. You know, think about it. If they, there's a good chance they would have won the last three races. Yeah. And instead, yeah. There We're talking about, oh, well, they missed out again. Yeah, and, yeah. And Polo sweeps in. Tough. And for six straight races, driver leading the most laps has not won the race. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So like keep that in laps. mind uh, when they go to mid-Ohio.
0: Worth <laughs> noting, worth <laughs> noting, you know who led six laps of the race? Partly because on a yellow flag, they were one of two cars that didn't pit. Uh, I feel like I should know this. Go ahead and tell me. Kevin Magnuson.
1: Oh yes, that's right. Because I, I turned it on and I saw him up front. I'm like, "What?"
0: Uh, yep, yep. What's so going on? What did I, miss? I think a good good call on their on their team strategy there. They had a yellow flag when they were about at the the pit window, kind of the final window. And you know, I mean, those those pit lanes in IndyCar are bananas. Yes, especially if it's on a yellow flag and you got a lot of people coming in. Mm-hmm. Great call by his team strategist hey we're just going to stay out like don't get in this mix we've got fuel staying out a little bit longer that's a good point that's how he got his six laps led and then after he comes in he puts himself in a good position good pit stop and then his car just kind of just fizzled out. So, total crap. Um, yeah. you know, my, uh, my, my dad called and he said, oh, I saw Kevin Magnuson crash. I was like, no, he didn't crash. <laughs> the reason he didn't finish the race was because something happened with his car. You know, uh-huh. Nothing that he did. Uh, but happy for him nonetheless, uh, bummed he didn't get to finish. But I think a good debut, hopefully something that uh, continues to push him forward in, in uh, IndyCar.
1: Well, speaking of your dad, and you just told me this before we started recording, Jimmy Johnson. Can we just can we my dad my dad has given up on Jimmy
0: Johnson for context for people listening? Once
1: again, a lap down, finishes twenty second out of twenty five drivers. He did finish under
0: power. He finished twenty second. He was the last car running. So he beat Ed Jones, who was off course. he beat Kevin Magnuson, he beat Dalton Collette, I think as he is.
1: But he did not beat Cody Ware, who is a constant back marker in NASCAR, who's an oval driver. He didn't beat anybody. And I
0: know I'm saying (laughs) like
1: he did in, in my Joseph mind. Joseph
0: Newgarden, whose car barely crossed the finish line.
1: <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's true. I just, for me, the thing I frust- get frustrated with is first of all, you can't compare Grosjean and Jimmy Johnson, all right? Grosjean's used to road courses. That's always racing. He's not doing ovals. I mean, so there's that. And he is having a lot of success. That's great. And Jimmy's only doing the road courses, which he's not familiar with. But by now, I mean, come on. Especially if you're on Team Ganassi. Yeah. It's not like you don't have good equipment. And Cody Mm -hmm. Ware comes in, makes his debut, a laughingstock in NASCAR, comes in and gets top 20 finish in in the same equipment that Grosjean has. So is Dale Coyne Racing and and Rick Ware Racing's equipment better than Ganassi's? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I just don't think Jimmy can can do it. It's going to take him a whole year just to get comfortable.
0: And it's tough, man. I think you've got to, you got to be a real athlete to get it done in those oh, cars. Yeah. And, and maybe he's just, I mean, he's a little bit older mm-hmm. and, and ha- I don't think he's used to, like, fighting the car like that. Because, like, I watch those guys, man. Like, that's tough. That <laughs> it is. It's really tough. It is to really freaking tough.
1: Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with
0: that. Um, but so, he has given
1: us some some funny Carvana commercials. And, again, commercials, really, so enjoy,
0: really enjoyed watching the the IndyCar race this weekend. Yeah, so, every race has I, been
1: great. we got to wait two weeks, though, before they're back in action. July 4th, they're at Mid-Ohio uh for our 200 miles and we'll talk about mid ohio when we get to that racing week but for now let's talk about our highlights and our low lights it's high side low side Every week, Brad and I talk about our highlights and lowlights from the previous weekend's racing action, and uh, I'm going to go first and just talk about how I'm excited that F1 is living up to the hype. We talked about this before the season even started. F1 is bringing people in because of Netflix, and they're keeping people engaged. And I'm not saying it's people like Ross Brawn or whoever making this happen. Right. The teams are making it happen, right? But it could have been a, one another one of those races this week in in France that just turns people away because of all right 50 laps later let me turn it back on and see that Lewis won and Baltas was second and Mercedes dominated again. Yep. But it didn't, and so it's bringing in people like our friend Fran who is watching the show and now yep. she's going to watch the race and yeah, you know those are the types. That's why the 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 league the of the shirt that you're wearing because you're yep. a company guy.
0: Um the You really you really like throwing this (laughs) in my face. You're a company guy. So so my parents for my birthday last year (laughs) got me a shirt that just says nascar and i love that shirt uh-huh. and then i think i actually criticized the shirts one time on this podcast my dad called me out on that oh like, no, i like that you know so I, I like i like that shirt and i love this shirt they got it for me for christmas they did I, the I, only I, shirt that i've ever bought for myself is my brad keselowski one that it goes from sleeve to sleeve <laughs> with keselowski on there <laughs> it's pretty There's dope big brad cursive letters <laughs> all kinds of funky colors it is, it is I almost pretty wore awesome. that one today but i knew you'd be wearing something like that so. something
1: like this ryan blaney
0: shirt yeah weren't buying bootleg merchandise and complaining about it. I don't know what you expected. I I should have.
1: I should have not. Yeah, exactly. Especially after the weekend he had. But um, nevertheless, just my final point. uh, F1 renewed their contract with Fanatics, which is where a lot of U.S. sports merchandise gets sold because of the the fame. Not fame, but the marketing around the US fan base has increased yeah. and and they're sticking yep. with it. And yep. so I think that's only good news for the sport. And if they continue to have races like this, especially in a triple header, you know, people won't have to wait two weeks to get excited again. I, I think only only up from here for F one.
0: No, definitely, definitely. And I, I had a couple of high sides to look at, but I think mine has to be what being like somebody who just got fully engrossed into being a fan of F one. I hadn't got to see this yet. The crowd. Yeah, on the pass. <laughs> Max goes by and you can hear it on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. You know, they go he goes right by that section, you know, on you know, and gets by Lewis. They're late in the race with only a couple like I think with two laps like in two the laps. middle of, yep. uh, of the fifty lap of fifty one or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it was crazy and, and you could hear the roar on the on the broadcast, a lot of stuff on Instagram and Twitter now, uh, people's phones in the stands hearing that. So I, I think that that was one of the things that just really sticks out to me from the weekend it was cool. I mean, you know, you know, we're seeing it now at full capacity in NASCAR. First um, sold
1: out crowd in yeah. NASCAR since the pandemic it was yep, in Nashville. Yep,
0: yep. yep. And then, uh, and then. I really want to go to a race out there at Road America and just eat yeah. a bunch of cheese and hang out with those people in <laughs> Wisconsin. They look like they were having a blast they out were. there. You know, yeah. Even even when Kevin Magnuson goes off the course, you have people running down to the fence and getting really close to him. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know you know they've got great beer out there. they got great cheese. So yes, I bet do. that's a blast to go out and just kind of post up anywhere around the course and i don't know how it's just like a
1: random spot in wisconsin too but
0: that looks like a fun place to go yeah so big shout out to wisconsin
1: certainly certainly agree with that all right let's let's uh go to the low side now and i i mentioned this earlier and i as someone who's watching indycar with you and f1 with you um i don't know if this is a thing it's just how i feel but i think that nascar is missing out on keeping people engaged, the casual fan engaged, because they spend so much time praising the winner Mm -hmm. and not second, third, fourth, or or whoever. That's a good point. In F1 and IndyCar, we're talking about a podium, especially F1 because they get that praise up there on the stage. Yeah. But we're talking about Lando and and Ricardo. Fifth and sixth, well done, boys. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Hey, Aston Martin, ninth and tenth. Good job. That's points. Right. Whereas here, it's like, Logano finished tenth. What a stupid day. Why did he even show up? Yeah. I don't even know why. You're not going to see anything Unless it's from the team themselves about Suarez, mm-hmm. or about, I think they did, they did, they did do something on Chastain because he finished second. But what about Ricky Stenhouse Jr.? Is NASCAR going to make a post about his sixth place finish? Highly doubtful. Mm-hmm. But if that was F1, it'd be like they'd have some type of clip of him making a pass for sixth or, or something like that, some radio clip or, or whatever. I think NASCAR, and maybe it's just the American part of us, where it's like you said earlier, if you ain't first, you're last. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if they could just a little, just adjust a little bit of what how they promote the results, it could make people more interested in more than just who wins, mm-hmm. instead of getting caught up in that and being like, well, why am I going to even watch? Yeah, like I stopped watching because all it was just. Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Bush, you know, the same winners, and you didn't hear it about anybody else. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I'm fed up with it. I don't want to deal with it. And yeah. I can sense that in people like yourself where it's like, all right, we're going to have to talk about Kyle Larson all weekend again.
0: Yeah. Go How ahead. cool would it have been if you had, like – you had that that really sweet electric guitar trophy for Kyle Larson, second place gets a nice acoustic guitar. <laughs> right. Thir- third place, something a little bit like more a ukulele, with, and, and then a ukulele <laughs> for like fourth and fifth. How yeah. great would that be? That, that would be awesome. You know, something be fantastic. You know, doing stuff like a little drum set for somebody, yeah. or you know,
1: but that's not NASCAR, man. No, it's, it's not. You got to either win or don't even bother. Well, it. those I mean. people are already out.
0: You know, th- that type of fan yeah. is already you yeah, know, know irritated and often you know in, in you know. It's not what it used to be, right? You know, True. Nothing's what it used to be, man. You no. didn't, you didn't you used to watch NASCAR on your phone when you were talking about <laughs> that, but you're doing it now. Yeah. You know. So
1: I, just real quick, it reminded me uh, two weeks ago when I went home, I was watching NASCAR with my dad at, when they were at Sonoma, and they were showing Ross Chastain, and he was like, "Clover, what the hell is Clover?" Because it's corporate, right? Your uh, sponsors are corporate. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, forty two, well, it's McDonalds or it's Burger King or yeah. or something like that. And yeah. that, that brief little moment of someone who's older, I was like, Wow, yeah, we're it's younger, it's it's more corporate. You don't have guys that are except for Ross probably, that are Finishing the race and then going to work on the farm because they got to, you know, make sure that yeah. the whole family gets fed this week or, or whatever or, or their welding company or yeah. something like that. You don't have that anymore. It, it's So, yeah, it has changed in more ways than one, but I think NASCAR would do themselves a favor changing how they promote the results of
0: a race that's a really good point i think that's a really good good low side because again another reason why i struggled to to follow it Mm -hmm. closely my low side is more of my own mistake this week whereas you know i'm just kind of hanging out and i was watching swimming and had been out at the pool and cooked a big dinner on saturday night then we're sitting there watching a movie oops
1: this is the part of the show where our technical difficulties came in and ruined the beginning of what Brad sang. So for about 30 seconds, I tried my best to play it off, and now I realize that there's no way to save it. So in case you wanted to know, Brad's low side is the fact that he forgot about the superstar racing experience. What a loser.
0: And then uh, really cool, Haley Dean got second. Yeah. Uh, and then Ernie Francis Jr. got third. <laughs> so uh, bummed, upset with myself, not with the racing world And this it was week. on dirt. I you missed
1: some dirt. No, I
0: know. Did you watch it? I did. I
1: watched every lap, and and my dad watched some of it too. He thought it was great. Yeah. And he does not watch dirt. I bet racing, he did. But
0: I bet everybody that watched it. Ed it enjoyed great. it, of course. Was nice. Tony Stewart. You I know, forgot about won, it.
1: But but right. I thought it. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job. They right. changed some rules a little bit to make it go by a little faster. Mm. Um, the broadcast was good. So yeah,
0: I think that's what I'm gonna struggle with. Last year, there wasn't really anything else to watch live, right? But mm-hmm. now I got Olympics to watch. There's basketball playoffs to watch. You've got this. You've right. got like it's it's you, now we're back to the paradox of choice. So, um, <laughs> so there we go. So are you gonna
1: choose SRX this weekend? Yes, when at make, I just Dora? forgot.
0: I just straight up forgot okay. that was what it was. You know, it's was Another th- dirt track. Yeah, with some friends. So
1: well, we won't hold anything against you. Uh, there's still four more races left in the SRX. So, uh, nonetheless, there's there's plenty. There's plenty more to watch. Uh, that's it for High Side, Low Side. Stay tuned to us on Twitter and other um, social media sites as we will put our Give Me Fives there. Uh, that's how we're going to do the Give Me Five for the rest of however long this podcast lasts. Uh, hopefully we can get to at least lap 100 and try to catch up with these guys. Maybe. Girls. Uh, but uh, we're going to put stuff on the trailer and get ready to head to the next location. But first, some final thoughts uh before we head out and for me it's it's starting to kick in man this, you're racing this this weekend. saturday at high noon charlotte motor speedway in concord north carolina i will be in a nascar stock car i don't know what year or whatever but i'll be allowed um trying to add more time here trying to get to eight minutes of uh, by myself on the track that's and, nuts, man. and seeing what I can do, how that I can is, that is crazy. tear stuff up. So it's going to be fun. That is
0: absolutely crazy. Looking forward to that. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about really cool weekend ahead, um, especially, you know, I think it's worth noting, you know, kind of from uh, the stuff there, we had those uh, a few people that cars died in the IndyCar race, but only three people didn't finish that IndyCar race. of so that huge field on that road course. Um, and everybody finished the F1 race. I think they said it was the tenth, tenth time in F1 history that mm-hmm. there were no uh, that there were no uh, retirements or, or wrecks or right. y- there wasn't a single yellow flag, no safety car, nope. nothing. So. Um, I don't think that that stays. I think that yeah. if, things are going to get kind of not in Austria. I, I, there is going to come a time this season where Lewis and Max rack each other. Like I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I could see it happening. If in it stays yeah. this
1: close as the year this goes weekend long? or next,
0: it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the first introductions, stuff, One that I got was watching Rush, watching uh, James Hunt, and yeah. Niki Lauda's duel, and this is cool i yeah. think this is kind of where we're at that's right? what we need maybe. i don't know. maybe that you traditionalists, the people that are real fans maybe you can help correct me is it is it similar to that rivalry or is it uh, not even close maybe let mm. us know on uh, let us know on twitter or any of the social media platforms that you might follow us on
1: yes please do but either
0: way we appreciate anybody listening
1: as as always thank you all for tuning in you can uh stay connected with us all week long on Twitter at One Lap Down Pod, on Facebook, One Lap Down Podcast, as well as YouTube, One Lap Down Podcast. And you can also leave a message if you'd like uh, to exclaim that no, this is not like Lauda and Hunt, and this is why. Uh, you can do that at anchor.fm slash One Lap Down. Until next week, I'm Joe Hutzler. I'm Brad Dunn. And we'll talk to you later.
0: See ya.